and my fellow travelers welcome i am shivani your host for the pod show i effect i'm here to accompany you in your journey inward while traveling through this road leading us to union with ourselves at some point we all lose hope we all question our faith in such circumstances what restores the lost part of ourselves is our own ability of reflecting on the moment so to make a powerful impact on our lives let us all reflect here with me your host shivani on my podcast i effect what's up tribe i'm here with yet another episode of i effect season 2 reflect and today we have the gorgeous jen mansville to talk with us all about her journey and her experiences to inspire and guide us towards building and living the life we love and desire jen is a fulfillment coach who works with mentally and emotionally exhausted women to get them feeling inspired and energized and to love their lives once again having to overcome her own battles with chronic anxiety and depression jan discovered the magic hiding within her she recognized that the same magic exists within all of us and now she teaches about how to go from mind mania to mind mastery through her unique process of unbecoming it's jan's belief that we were all brought together on this planet to shine in our own unique way and through her teachings and programs she enables women to step into their life feeling empowered resourceful and resilient so that they are ready to grab this adventure called life with both hands and live it to the maximum with their loved ones my belief also supports that because i think love is what we are all born with and fear it is what we learn hereafter and the spiritual journeys which i call the journey within is the very journey of unlearning the fear and prejudice and it leads to acceptance of love back into our hearts and lives so love is the essential reality and our very purpose on this earth so let us all be the companion of each other on this journey with me and jan today jan please accept a very warm welcome i'm glad that you could join us all today through this show and accompany me and all my listeners thank you i'm so glad to be joining you no problem so john jen please tell us a bit about yourself and your journey of unlearning things and of unbecoming all that you were not yeah sure so thank you for that um incredible introduction and just to elaborate on that a little bit more with my own personal journey that got me to what i do now um in terms of my work and and my mission here really mm-hmm. um 
was, as you sort of mentioned there, my my own struggles with mental health and um, specifically with um, depression and anxiety. And I first suffered from depression actually at the age of 12, 13, but I wasn't aware then that that's what it was. Like I hadn't given a label, I hadn't gone to see anyone or anything like that. I just... I felt a real darkness, a real hopelessness. I looked around at all the suffering in the world and just couldn't make sense of it. And things made me feel so sad. And I felt a real emptiness inside and like a searching, but I had no concept of what it was I was searching for. I had no idea how I could help the the state of what I saw the world as being. Um. You know, so I went through a couple of years of struggle there and obviously teenage hormones and things were at play as well. And, um, you know, it was always swings and roundabouts. So I'd have these low dips and then I'd come up again and sort of be okay. And I, I um, had what you'd tend to call, I suppose, high functioning um, depression and anxiety. So actually it was quite difficult to tell of what was going on inside of me from looking mm. at me on the outside. I was a good student. I studied hard. Um, you absolutely look absolutely perfect from outside, but there's like a turmoil inside, isn't it? Exactly. That's the thing. And it's, you know, and no one knows. And you get so good at putting this mask on mm. and living up to that expectation of what everyone else thinks you are. Mm. Um, you know, and so that's what you feel you should be. And I felt like I didn't have the right to be having the feelings I was feeling inside because, you know, I had clean water. I had food every day. I had an education. Who was I to be feeling sad and low and all of it? And of course, then it's a vicious cycle because sure. then you're talking yourself lower and lower and lower, making yourself feel even worse. But, you know, I had a few good years and then um, I was at university in 21, the second time it hit. And, um, and again, it got really bad. It got to the point I wouldn't wash in the morning. I wouldn't get dressed or out of bed. Like, you know, people would rarely see me at university. I'd just sort of lie in my bed and kind of watch daytime TV. And I just, there was no get up and go about me at all. And um, I actually got to the point where I felt I would be of more value if I just donated my organs to someone that needed them. Hmm. And so I decided one day, and it was the most peaceful, I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. I woke up and I decided that today would be my last day on earth. Uh -huh. And the peace that I felt, the voice in my head had stopped chattering. There wasn't that anxiety and that kind of tightness clutching my chest. And it was just calm and peaceful for the first time in as long as I could remember. And so I knew I'd made the right decision. Mm. So I was lying on my bed in my dorms at university and I knew exactly how I was going to do it. And I was just deciding whether or not to leave a note and whether that would be helpful. And I realized I didn't know hmm. why I felt like this or what. My, and so I couldn't possibly put that into writing for anybody else. Right. So I wasn't going to leave a note because the, there was nothing I could do to explain or justify this. Hmm. And so I just spent a couple of moments lying on my bed, just absorbing that, that peace and that tranquility. And I was looking out of my window and from where I was lying down, all I could see was the sky. And it was a gray day, sort of a gray, white, cloudy day. And I saw these two, what I initially thought were blackbirds flying towards my window. 
And I sort of, I kept looking at them. And as they got closer, I realised they weren't blackbirds at all. They were albatrosses. Now, at the time, I was living in Birmingham, which, you know, is the furthest away you can get from the sea. And sure, albatrosses yeah. are So I was like, well, this is weird. And they were absolutely massive. And they kept flying towards the window. And I just suddenly remember thinking, oh, my gosh, they're going to fly straight into my window. I was terrified and I thought they're going to like smash the window or something because they're massive and they're going to oh. kill themselves, of course. And um, so as they got closer and closer, I shut my eyes just to kind of brace for that impact, I suppose. And suddenly from my closed eyelids, I got this sense of light. Um, you know, like when you're in bed at night and someone comes in and switches the light on and you know, even if your eyes are shut, you're like, ah, no, no bright lights. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so I was like, what's this? So I sort of squinted through one eye, hmm. see what on earth had just happened. And all I can describe it is as two figures of some kind hmm. were just floating really slowly down past my window you know and i can't say that they were male or female I, I you know i don't have any of that detail I just remember seeing two figures floating down and i shut my eyes i was absolutely terrified oh. um and i even put my hands over them to block the light out and then when i sensed the light had gone i opened my eyes and i sat up to look down at the ground from my window to see if there were birds there oh, or yeah. anything what was it? Yes. and there was there was nothing and I kind of just sat there for a second and I was like, okay, so either I'm hallucinating or I've just been visited by angels. Hmm. And I don't know which one it is. Maybe they're a but little fairies. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, but what I do know is today is not supposed to be my last day on earth. Hmm. And it's not my right to make that decision. Hmm. So you got those that that kind of sign from the universe that we call that stop. Yeah, and I really at that point in my life I wasn't spiritual at all. Mm. I've been brought up Christian, mm -hmm. went to church, went to Sunday school, all of that growing up, and then when I'd moved away from home, had kind of left it all behind and become really cynical, really. And I'd never particularly believe, you know, other than from as a young child believing in fairies and things like that, I'd never particularly believed in anything spiritual at that point. Hmm. I mean, it's it's been said that, you know, um, to experience it, you have to believe it. But to, to begin with, when, our, when we don't know anything about it, it's like you only believe it when you see it, isn't it? It's very hard to go other way around, actually. It's a, yeah, it's a real um, paradox, isn't it, in terms of seeing is believing, but believing is seeing as well. And that's, that's, that's yeah. a huge part of my work now is, you know, we don't see things as they are we see them as we are mm. and, and we project it out then exactly <laughs> and so you know i realized that all these all, all the awful pain and suffering things that i was seeing in the world growing up was simply a reflection of my inner turmoil and you will always find good or bad because there always is good and bad mm. but you get what you focus on and you mm. see more of what you focus on and so these days yes of course there's still suffering and i do whatever i can to help in whatever capacity I can with that. But I also see good that I never knew was there before. Mm. And that's what gives me the hope in humanity and the hope that, you know, one day we can all get to a place where we have all the resources we need inside of us 
and be able to reflect that in our external world and that is when we'll get to a place where we change the world sure so you get that di different perspective of looking at at everybody and you you sometimes feel that you know there is a part of yourself in everyone who's who's also they are also fighting their own battles you see and we instead of judging them we need to be empathetic about towards them or compassionate towards them of what we are doing rather than you know just projecting our fears and traumas onto them and then interpreting their actions according to our uh, beliefs you see so exactly. because our beliefs you know they they cloud our vision all of the time absolutely and it's about you know recognizing other people's struggle but also like i have a bit of a problem with the word empathy because you know the sort of definition of it is when you step into someone else's shoes and you feel how they feel hmm. and the analogy i like to use for me personally is that if someone's drowning and you come to the edge you if you're being empathetic then you'll jump into the water too so that you can feel how they're feeling hmm and that you you can know what what struggle they're going through right but now you can't save them because now you're drowning too as well yes whereas absolutely. if you're compassionate you throw them the life ring and, and bring them out them through grab the ring keep your head above water keep breathing you're doing absolutely amazing come on i've got you i've got you hmm. and so i much rather prefer the term compassion to empathy because by me empathizing i'm not helping someone i'm just I'm literally choosing to absorb all of their feelings. Yeah, their feelings, yes. And then be in that situation with them. Um, right. So, yeah. so, so I'm, I'm glad you found your life boy now and you can throw it to um, people that, that they are actually, who, who actually are drowning as well. And instead of just, you know, um, drowning with them, you're there to support them in their journey. So it's very, very proud thing to, to do, actually, from my perspective. Absolutely. Now, um, I suppose that you also have been to um, therapies yourself in, in probably early parts of your journey. So what I want to know um, is, is about your opinion on, on how useful these therapy sessions were and what are your suggestions on how we can help ourselves to extract more from this type of sessions if we decide to take them for ourselves rather than relying um, completely and entirely on the therapists? Yeah, so I have quite strong opinions on this, um, just to put that out there first. Mm -hmm. And I think very much what doesn't work for some works very well for others. So it's about everyone finding their own path and what works for them. Um, for me personally, I started off on medication, so on mm. the drugs. And again, you know, I was told that it's um, a hormonal imbalance right. and that it is something that you will suffer from for your whole life. And so it's just a case of you learning to manage it mm. um, and to live with it. And so two things came up for me. One was, well, this isn't living, this is existing and mm -hmm. I'm not accepting yeah. that as a as a thing so Absolutely. for me it was either you know end it or solve it i'm not living with this um and the other thing was okay so it's a hormonal imbalance so what's causing the hormonal imbalance right so you try to you go know, to the roots of it rather than yeah because you know i often find people 
you know, particularly the NHS, which is an incredibly valuable service that we have, it was always designed to be a sort service, not a support service. Mm. So it's 100% where you want to go for a broken leg or for a specific acute illness or anything like that. But it's not where you want to be if you're in chronic pain or you're having a mental health crisis because it was never designed for that ongoing support. Right. And it's adopted away for whatever reasons now of kind of just dealing with the symptom 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 rather than being like well hang on what's causing mm. all of this mm. in the system you know and i'd like to think of disease as dis-ease in our system and system being our mind body and spirit all as one you know and one of the things i sort of talk about in um my programs is what the mind suppresses the body expresses right. so what you're not giving yourself permission to think or feel mm. will it manifest or express itself absolutely in some other way we can't not not communicate mm. um so yeah so with these therapies you know i found that often particularly with the counseling where they're asking you to go over your story again and again and again and explore it and talk about it having now studied neuroscience i realized that actually all you're doing is revivifying and strengthening the neurological connections that mm. are causing the dis-ease in the first place you know it's, it's essentially practice makes perfect mm. and every time we're remembering something we're changing it slightly anyway because we're we're a different person every day to who we were before and so mm. the memory never ever 100% accurate anyway yeah. and so over you know 20 30 40 years of therapy your reality of whatever that initial trauma was that happens to you becomes so distorted that we have no real reference point of what's real and what's not and so again, layers and layers on it isn't layers it? and layers and you know you only see what you believe is real mm. but just because you see it it doesn't make it so yeah and we create our reality and that was that was the most fundamental piece of learning to me on my journey was that realize and it took me a good five years i think to really understand and integrate that concept like i got it in theory like you know, I could understand when people like, well, you create your reality and your external world's a reflection of your internal world. And I was like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. But I didn't get it on a core kind of cellular level. I get that you, yeah. It took me mm -hmm. a long time to actually be able to get to that point. But it's so, so powerful. And particularly with the world we live in at the moment where there's so much insecurity around, when you can be fully secure in yourself and who you are, know that you have all the tools and resources you need on the inside of you, then it doesn't matter what challenges you face in the external world because you're able, you see them as opportunities for growth, of opportunities for expansion, opportunities for learning. But you know, you, you asked me to talk about my process of unlearning and again, why I call my programs called Becoming You because essentially what I take people through is a process of unbecoming all the things they thought they should be or were told they should be based on these societal norms or familial expectations or you know beliefs around what it is to be successful. And we put all these external factors and all these layers onto ourselves and we get lost in who we are. So you just are. try to, sorry, so you just try to peel those layers off of people yes. that, yeah. <laughs> the identities that people hold the beliefs and the values they hold around that their fears which again false evidence appearing real so what is it that's that you're afraid of that's holding you back and what would wow. happen if you just face yeah. 
so so have you i mean yeah i mean but just as you nailed uh, on the right point that you know theoretically it sounds everything perfect but have you ever came across someone who who actually went through this life-changing transformation after working with you on their issues who who thought they were broken beyond repair but then almost magically they found the courage to accomplish the wonderful changes and resurrection for themselves have you got any of those stories to tell i have and also i mean i suppose the reason i started doing this work in the first place was that was me so mm. i believe myself to be utterly broken beyond repair and yeah when I realized that actually all of the therapies I'd been offered and all the treatments I've been offered weren't doing it and I had to take a different tack and began this journey of kind of looking within and this self-discovery and this personal development, that's when I realized I wasn't broken. Mm. I was functioning in a really dysfunctional way, yeah. but I was functioning to the best of my ability with what I knew. And I think it's the author Maya Angelou that says, when you know better, you can do better. Yeah. And so, and it's, you know, and it's massive, you know, I loved your introduction about all we're here for is love because that's it. And all of this starts with learning to love yourself absolutely i i firmly believe that absolutely and that's why i stated it to begin with but then you know sometimes we often see everything with uh, rose-colored glasses like when we see people succeeding in their lives and in their own journeys we think oh it's easy for them but not for me or maybe you know my situation is different or my challenges are more difficult to overcome so have you got any words of advice for for those yeah, who classic comparisonitis <laughs> all of these people who've had this overnight success none of us have seen the years of work and the years of failures that have gone in to them becoming that overnight success you know and again Absolutely. there's if you can take away the concept of failure for yourself and just instead like reframe it as first attempt in learning mm. i mean edison the guy who invented electricity i think he tried to make 10,000 light bulbs yeah. before he got to the one that worked. And yeah, mm. everyone's like, oh, the genius he made. It's because of his perseverance. Yes. And, and then he... this social media plays a big role as well, isn't it? Because we see, you know, we see a one perfect selfie, but we, didn't, we don't see the hundreds of deleted selfies <laughs> behind it. So, yeah. And so it's recognizing that, yeah, social media is just a veneer. It's, mm. you know, it puts a shine on everything. And everyone has their own struggles. And by us comparing our struggles to somebody else, we again, we can't know, you know, we never truly meet anyone. We only meet our experience of them. And if we're they're just our mirrors comparing our chapter one to their chapter 22 and then thinking, well, we're not good enough. So it so really my advice with all of that is stay in your own lane Mm. and just get really, really clear on what it is you want from from this life and and again people are really good at saying what they don't want but say what you want like you never ever get into a taxi and the taxi driver say where do you want to go and you say oh well i don't want to go to manchester i don't want to go to london they just look at you like you were an absolute lunatic and yet so many of us say oh i don't want to be broke anymore i don't want to be fat anymore like but then and what do you want to be then? Yeah, like, exactly. You know, because you you are what you say you are. Like I am a two of the most powerful words you can possibly use because whatever you put after them will become your reality. So instead and of staying in 
this lack mentality just look ahead and look where you want to go rather than where you were before because wherever you've been doesn't matter it's yesterday it's in the past you know it's just a stepping stone probably as well isn't it yeah definitely um, my two-year-old loves watching the lion king at the moment and there's a brilliant scene in that where it's at rafiki the monkey (sighs) knocking on the head he says, oh, what was that for? And he says, well, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. I love it. But it yes. hurt, though. And he says, well, yeah, the past can hurt. But you can either run from it or learn from we'll it. Learn from it. Absolutely. So stay in the lane, guys. Stay in the lane. Wow. I mean, so, yeah. So, but then, you know, if, while you were in this profession, I mean, did you ever find it hard to project a different than usual image? As in, I mean, generally people think that, there is a fluffy side to coaching. I mean, let's, mm-hmm. let's just keep it real. So I also believe that it's very purpose-driven pro- profession on the contrary to um, being in one which seems very familiar or, or known field like, you know, HR or admin. So when, start, when stated this as a career, and, and many mission works were, seems same way to begin with, so how did you manage that transition from to your mission work? So did you face any struggles or, or resistance or, you know, those weird looks that, oh, okay, what you're doing then? Oh, yeah, massive. I mean, I still get the weird looks and I think a lot of my friends just just have no idea <laughs> kind of what it is I, I do, bless them. And they're just like, oh, Jen's at it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a big part of it was I felt it was my responsibility and my duty to pass on what I'd learned because I'd come from such a dark place oh. and it just, it causes me physical pain to think of other people going through what I went through and the suffering and the, the dark thoughts and everything. And I just, I don't want that for anyone when I know there's the possibility that it doesn't need to be there. And hmm. um, so that's a huge driver. And then yeah, fear held me back for a good two or three years where I'd kind of keep having false starts or I'd sort of, you know, do it under the radar or just charge like 30 quid for a session. And again, it's realising the value and the worth. And a lot of that was to do even more inner work on myself and recognise my own self-worth and the, the, the knowledge and the skills that I had were valuable to people. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but again, you know, even now, sometimes I still struggling with struggle with the the kind of messaging of kind of how I because, you know, if you look at a lot of businesses, they provide a solution to a specific problem. Hmm. Mine can feel so intangible sometimes. It's like, well, it can literally change your life. I mean, it saved my life. It can, hmm. you know, transform relationships. It can, and so, you know, there's there's these common beliefs that pervade, such as it's too good to be true. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, that's too expensive. And then again, it's, you know, it's, well, what do you value yourself? I remember I had to turn someone down a few years ago to work with her because she said at at that point I was still charging not what I was worth. Mm. And um, she'd come to me from a recommendation asking for help with self-esteem and self-confidence. She said she'd struggled for years and years and years and could I help her? And I said, yeah, I can. And it'll be, we'll do three sessions, one-to-one, it'll be £300. Hmm. And she said, oh, I can't afford £300. Hmm. And I undenied for ages. And I was like, should I lower my price? Should I offer it for free? And I was going back and forth in my head. I was like, I want to help this woman. And then it dawned on me. And I was like, I can't help her. 
because until she realizes she is worth more than 300 pounds nothing i'm gonna say is gonna resonate enough for her to make the changes within that will yeah. enable her to see that self-esteem and to build that self-confidence wow absolutely yeah I and mean, that was a big light bulb moment for me. Yeah. And again, I could have really done with that 300 quid at the time. I certainly wasn't well off, but I was like, I, I can't do it. Like, it's it's not going to work. Anything I say won't work because it's not me doing the work. I don't perform magic on people or anything. I simply <laughs> deliver information. I simply offer people a different perspective. Yeah. And it's them that do the inner work. You know, I had my last group call with my current mentorship program um, mentees last night. You know, one of them was like, Jen, just thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, you've literally, like, changed my life. I don't know where I'd be. And I was like, no, like, thank you. Like, you're the one who's done all of this work. Like, you're the one who's gone full in. You've turned up to all the calls. You've worked your way through the course. You've dived deep into yourself. You've gotten uncomfortable. You've grown from those experiences. She said, there's no thanks to me. It's all you. Absolutely. So it is, it's rightly said, isn't it? When the student's ready, the teacher's, teacher appears. And, and if we don't recognize our own worth, then nobody's gonna, gonna convince us to do the same. Absolutely. I agree to that. Uh, and, and it's, it's like, um, you know, it's like a two way battle. We need to obviously a fight with norms and society but then again we need to fight with our own imposter syndromes as well i mean we need to believe ourselves that what we are saying is actually helping people because it has worked on our lives so definitely it will work on someone who who are going through the same um, downtimes in their lives and uh, you know <laughs> i wish i can i can go on and on and on about this but then I think it'd be too much to grasp and swallow in the one go. So I think I shall pause here and I will let you tell us about where to find you in case any of our listeners want to start their own becoming journeys and if they are in need of some support and guidance. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I could talk all day about this too. <laughs> so um, you can find me on Facebook if you search Jen Mansfield or Jen Mansfield Fulfillment Coach is my business page. So both my profile and business page are available on there. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn and um, you can find all the details of the programs I offer and more about me and my story and how I help women at www.jenmansfield.co.uk. Yes, I will, I will put all the links down below on the description box as well. And I had briefly gone through your website and I, I really liked the, that five day video challenge of yours and I'm, I'm committing myself to go through it. Yeah. Uh, once we once we finish this perfect so just in case anyone wants to um start to work on themselves and start the journey within they know they are not alone and where to find a company now and it was an absolute pleasure jen to have you and your companionship with us all today on this show and i really enjoyed your presence me too thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure thank you uh, right, so to conclude this episode, today's conversation remind me of a story I heard in my childhood that, uh, and, and obviously Jen mentioned Lion King, so it was a story of a lion that, you know, lion is a king of the jungle, but he still needs to go out there to hunt for his food. No food falls straight into his jaws by his own choice. So what I took from this conversation today is that 
Often like a princess of a fairy tale, we all keep wishing and hoping for a brave prince to come on the white horse and rescue us from our troubles. And it will, and it will take us towards a better life. But it is so crucial to understand that we are our own saviors. We are our own kings and queens or we are our own superheroes or wonder women. And it is us who need to take action if we wish to change our lives for better. So all we need to do is to gather the courage to take the first step, no matter how small it seems in the beginning, because no one or nothing is out there who is going to come and rescue us from our own mental trap of limiting beliefs and fears. Everything we need which can make us happy lies within us. And we need to consciously choose to take action in order to achieve it. We need to choose to take that leap of faith to begin our journeys. So let's all promise ourselves on this very day to start walking towards love, towards happiness and towards joy. Thank you for being with me and showing overwhelming love and support for the show. All of your responses are greatly appreciated and gracefully accepted. Keep sending your blessings and don't forget to like, share, subscribe and send your questions, comments, advices and feedback. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Shivani Bhatt Patel or if you want to be a guest on my pod show, please get in touch by an email on sup527 at yahoo.co.uk. So until I join you all next time, keep the conversation going and keep reflecting. I wish you all endless joy. Namaste.